Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. As many of you know, I'm a newborn cat mum. Now, I've got a bone to pick with you cat people, because for years you've been going around in your cat print pashminas with your feline socks acting superior to the dog people, because supposedly all of your cats are going to be on University Challenge. And I feel it's my public duty to tell all the non-cat folk that cat people have been lying to you for years. I'll tell you what, I have never met a more stupid fucking animal in my life. I almost put one on a hot wash last week because it climbed in the washing machine, and the other one, well, it tried to get into the oven whilst it was on. So the next time someone tells you they're a cat person, subtly implying that they're better than you, tell them to go fuck themselves. Brace yourselves, because coming up, there's balloon biscuits. Is that balloon, balloons and biscuits, or balloon biscuits? Debbie, I, this is where a fucking comma comes in handy. What if I told you about grammar? I do not want to throw a fucking dictionary at you again, okay? You know what happened the last time. So there's balloon biscuits, or balloons and biscuits, and someone's trapped in a fridge. Welcome back to After the Tone. I'm Scotty, your guide, and together with the ATT crew, we go through the voice notes that you've left me, and what you're about to hear is my immediate thoughts to that nonsense. There's no script. I don't know if that's a big surprise to anyone. Anyone's like, really? I thought that was scripted. It was so beautifully written. And no advance notice of what I'm about to hear. So what you are genuinely hearing is my immediate response. ATT Live is around the corner. Yes, we're doing a live show in Manchesterford on the 4th of February. So friends in Manchester, Leeds, Liverpool, Chester, Preston, if you must. (laughs) 
Get yourself on a train into town and we can promise you a night to remember. Tickets are available on Home Manchester's website. There's about 100 tickets left, so get moving because we'd love, absolutely love to have you there. Honestly, it's going to be a good giggle. Um, it's the last show of the season, season nine. 130 episodes down. I mean, technically that's almost a week of my life that I've spent listening to your thoughts on Gravy Birds and Harry Styles. So, <laughs> I mean, do me a favour, even if it's just out of sympathy, press the subscribe button because it really does make a difference to us. And when we come back after a few weeks you'll get a little pushy notification as I like to call them a little push notification so you don't forget who we are right whatever the first call is I hope it's a good one because otherwise why the fuck are we doing this Debbie do you know what I mean hi scouting crew and all the lovely people in the pub happy new year Uh, So I have a bird story for you as well, but you'll be glad to know that this one has a happy ending. So around two years ago, during one of lockdowns, I went for my government-sanctioned daily walk and I came across this little wren just lying in the middle of the road with a bit of blood on its wing. So I was quite concerned about it. It was clearly alive, just couldn't really move. So I called my husband up and he picked me up and took it home, uh, made sure it was kept away from the cat because he was very curious. Uh, and then later that afternoon, we took it to an animal rescue centre and we said, we'll call you back in the morning, uh, let you know how it is. And they did. And apparently, as soon as the vet opened the cage, this little bird just started flying around the vet's office and she was trying to catch it for about 20 minutes before she managed to catch it in a cardigan. So it turns out it was absolutely fine, despite the blood in its wing. It must have just been stunned or something after being caught by a cat, perhaps. So, yeah, we dropped it off in the same spot. And it was really nice just watching it because it just sat on the fence where we left it. We stood there hanging around and then flew off into the distance. So, yeah, a nice happy ending for you rather than some birder. Lovely to speak to you again. Lovely to have the podcast back. Lots of love. Bye. Hello, friend. Now, you didn't mention your name, but it sounds like you've been here before. It sounds like you're well-versed in the bullshit of these ends. <laughs> now, I've got many a question, which is helpful because, uh, you know, I've got to fill some time. Now, how did you know it was a wren? Oh, do you know what? The NHS one, he can look at something and he goes, oh, that's a something, something wagtail thing. And I'm like, do bird people, like bird people, do that people make it up? Like, do you just like sort of make an educated guess? I'm going to have to have a look up at what Wren looks like. Here we go. Wren. Bird. I know how to spell it. It's with a W. Oh, yeah. Oh, that just looks like a bird. <laughs> it's just like small and brown. Do you know what? I would have just gone bird. If I saw that, I went, you know, the RSPCA was saying to me, can you please describe the bird? I'd go, yeah, it's definitely a bird. Yeah, it's definitely a bird. Got a beak. Yeah, it's brown. So I don't know how you distinguish between that. Maybe that's your specialist subject. Uh, if you know, do you remember when there used to be television in the nineties? Oh God, makes you sound old, doesn't it? Nowadays, makes. Me, do you know what I feel like? The nineties were like ten minutes ago, but apparently not. Apparently they were twenty years ago. It's disgusting, really, when you think about it. There used to be television programs where you'd be able to use this skill for light entertainment and possibly you could win like a speedboat or £150, which was a lot of money in those days. <laughs> you know you're old when you're able to say, that was a lot of money in those days. <laughs> now, as much as I liked this call, now don't get me wrong, I'm not endorsing bird murder or the horrors that we have experienced from this season, okay? Just prefacing that with that. But it was a bit too wholesome 
wasn't it? <laughs> it was a bit Disneyland. And I, you know what? That's very off-brand for me. So thanks so much. I'm glad we've had a bit of softness. But you know what? If you've got any other fucking bird stories, call up fucking Country File or Spring Watch or someone who fucking knows what a bird looks like. Hello, Scotty, darling, and all, and all the crew. Kara here. Oh, oh, what a joy in the new year. Um, I saw the new year in, I mean, about three days ago was the last one that I've done with my mum. So we've had about five new years, I think, coming up now. Anywho, I got stuck in a fridge. <laughs> Obviously, everything's happened to her, hasn't it? But yeah, I was in one of those massive walk-in fridge. It wasn't a freezer, so obviously doesn't go as cold as the poor black pudding family. But yeah, it was quite traumatising. I remember being quite, because I'm not that great in fucking confined spaces. It was claustrophobia moments. Um, I must have been in my 20s and I walked into the walk-in fridge with a load of food because being a chef, you know, you take them down to the big fridge and it was down on another level. Went in, forgot the door doesn't fucking open for the inside. I remember it slamming and going, fuck, I'm stuck in here. I was hoping somebody would come past. There wasn't, I was over an hour in there, man. I was just, I was getting cold. But the thing is, it kept me going because I ended up eating all the tuck shop food that was there. There was like boxes of Mars bars and Twixes. <laughs> and then someone turned up and let me out. And they were like, oh, we thought you went home. <laughs> Fucking knew it is. And then what was the other one, darling? What was the other one? Someone else's story, but you reminded me of having shit birthdays on days or people have the thing. A mate of ours whose birthday is on the 5th of November. Never remember, remember the 5th of November. And his parents told him, I think quite cruelly, we decided that all the fireworks were for him. The whole place was the whole place was celebrating for him and the fireworks that used to go off. And I used to I just think it was amazing and go up on the roof and just think it's amazing how everyone loved him. Talk about trauma. So yeah, so when he found out that it wasn't, he was fucking mortified, seemingly. Yeah, Dolly, giggles as always. Oh yeah, and I've got a conspiracy theory. I reckon Jamie from Edinburgh Stroke Hull is it. I reckon he's really David Tennant. Take care. I will keep that in mind that actually Jamie is David Tennant or as Billy Piper used to call him on set of um, Doctor Who, David Tennant. Yeah, apparently so. Who knew? Anyway, Kara, lovely to have you back. Of course, you've got a fucking story about being stuck in a fridge. Now, this reminded me in the 90s, this is turning into a very much a in the 90s conversation, isn't it? But when I grew up, there was such fear around children getting trapped in fridges because people would just throw out their fridge, you know, being dead council. Of course, you don't like call up the council, be like, excuse me, I've got some bulky waste. She's just like, just put it out there. I'm not paying 30 quid for the council to take it away. But people used to like sellotape the fridges shut because we were told these horror stories as a kid of like, you know, you were like told, don't go playing on the railways. Well, our version of that was don't get into an empty fridge. Because apparently kids would like die in them and stuff. Yeah, I know. Shocking, really, isn't it? So, <laughs> God, it's all sweetness and light here this week. Now, firework night, or as I like to call it, the Catholic uprising. Of course, it would be the Catholics that would like to bring us some joy and light. I mean, they didn't invent the fireworks, you know, of course. But it is nice to try and take something from a cult that uh, perhaps could have done a bit of good. Now, I think it's actually quite nice that that family have convinced that child, who's now an adult, processing trauma through therapy. I mean, one, we're giving employment to mental health workers. So I think shoddy decisions that
that parents have made are actually providing employment to a whole series of healthcare professionals in the future. So I wouldn't take that away from them. But I think that's quite a nice thing to say. Oh, you know, yeah, this is all being done for you. <laughs> I can't imagine that growing up and then suddenly revealing that someone is almost like, mm, no, it's not. And then your world shifting a bit. But you know, worse things have fucking happened. Aye, Scotty, Bob, you're all right. Pauline, I haven't spoken in a while because I've got the January blues. Yes, I have. Well, I've started a new job. Oh, I know it never ends, does it? This one is in an academic situation. I won't tell you where, but uh, it is Russell Group. Oh, yes. Oh, what a fucking bunch of miseries work there. It's the type, you know... They've been there 40 years and they're all saying, oh, I'd get less for murder. I'll just fucking move on. Go work in McDonald's if you want to, Babs. Nobody's chaining you to a desk. Anyway, so this had me thinking. Workplace catastrophes. I've had a few. And the one that springs to my mind is uh, I was working in a fancy dress and party supply shop. One of the grimmest situations on the face of this goddamn earth. They did balloons, so you could hire a, a can of helium and, you know, you could do it for your kids' christening. And um, I was very young and inexperienced. And this guy came in and he said, um, I want some pink balloons for my uh, baby girl's christening. And I was like, oh, OK, so is your form for your helium canister. And he's like, what balloons should I have? Well, I was like, oh, well, those are pink. It says happy girl or whatever on it. Go for those ones, Bab. Anyway, so... I wasn't working the shift that he came in absolutely fuming because apparently the balloons that didn't exploded <laughs> went straight up in the air and then came back down. So this baby's christening. There's just a load of balloons on the floor. Oh, and um, my auntie Jan fell into a chest freezer while working in farm foods. I think she was overreaching. I think she was going for one of those frozen all-day breakfasts. What happened to them? Can you still get them? Well, 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 Pauline. Trust you to turn up for the last fucking five minutes as per usual. <laughs> I sort of love this weird tradition that you only turn up for the finale. Or, you know, if the moment takes you. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> she puts very little effort in. But, you know, in the final five minutes, she's quite good. Which is the reviews that I've read on Grindr. <laughs> Anyway, workplace catastrophes. So, essentially, you put the wrong air into the baby girl balloons. Again, do you know what? Worse things have happened. I don't know why. Do you know, people need to stop fucking putting those balloons up in the sky. Because all they do is they get caught in trees in neighbourhoods that could do with a bit of love, care and attention. And it looks like someone's died. Do you know what I mean? So they just, it always becomes very depressing. I don't know why, why people still think it's acceptable to buy a helium balloon. I think Greta Thunberg needs to get onto that. I think it'd be more effective. Don't stick yourself to a fucking train. Go around to some gender reveal party who've got like 40,000 balloons because you'll be doing the world a good service on two fronts there. <laughs> 
helium is a, it's a precious resource. I don't know what we need it for, but I know it's a resource and I know it's precious and I know it's running out. So any workplace catastrophes, yeah, let's open that up. I'd love to open that up, actually. That'd be nice to have some calls in for um, the live and for next season. And your poor Auntie Jan. I do remember those boxes that you used to get of an all-day breakfast. They're very sorry for themselves, though. And actually, I think you end up paying more in the end. I actually think it's a bit of a con. I mean, I haven't done any maths on that. I can't actually quantify that. But there's just a sense, common version of me inside just thinks, too good to be true. Do you know what I mean? Anything like that. You know, when I go into my favourite shop, the Audi, I go into the Audi and they do the star buy five, six things every week. You know, well, we could get an orange this week for four pounds, which is actually quite cheap in the UK at the moment. I always think, oh, I don't know if I trust it. Don't know if I trust it, actually. Yeah. And actually, I don't get my fruit and veg from the Audi. Everything is covered in cling film. Getting very eco-conscious nowadays. Yeah, I know, yeah. Anyway, Pauline, always a pleasure, always a chore. Good morning, Scotty, producer Deborah, Tim, Cat, Meyer, and the rest of the crew. It's Misha here. Happy New Year as well. I find the biscuit talk, the risky biscuit talk, very funny considering there was a thing in the news at Christmas where... Um, They'd done a study with some variant of a scientific method to say which type of biscuit was for best for dunking in your tea and which was the worst one. They had oat biscuits, so your knobs, digestives, basically a shortbreads, although I don't understand why you dip shortbread in tea, that's beside the point, and rich tea biscuits. And rich tea biscuits... According to science, rich tea biscuits are the worst ones. They are the riskiest ones. Their their study where they dunked it in for two seconds and then pulled it out. It, it lasted two seconds before crumpling. I'm not going to say which one came out number one in that survey because I think you know and I think you wouldn't be happy about it. Good luck with that. Bye. Oh, hello, Misha. Deborah. Deborah. Who's Deborah? Oh, no, thank you. It's producer Deb I think you're referring to. We won't be having such fancy names in this establishment, will we, producer Deb? No, producer Deb's actually crying in the corner now, aren't you? There you go. Um, Now, Misha, thank you. It's lovely to have you back. I just want to say that I don't believe science, okay? I just think that was a lie. I won't have a bad word said about a rich tea, or a digestive, actually, but actually in their fully-fledged gender, which is covered in butter. I think a rich tea, butter, another rich tea, a rishi sandwich. Oh, no, thank you. A rich tea sandwich. Yes, please. Thank you very much. Do I want some saturated trans fat? (laughs) I've been called worse. Do I want some saturated trans fat floating around my cup of tea? Yes, please. Do I want that to aid digestion, of which a digestive biscuit is supposed to do? <laughs> yes, please. So I won't have a bad word said against that. And when you said, lasted two seconds and then crumbled at the end, I thought, that sums up my exes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tickled myself. Chance to be a fine thing. Now, <laughs> time for a breather, I think. But still to come on after the tone, we have a Jaffa Cake Glutton, easy for you to say, a call from India. Ooh. Ooh, and a shit finale. Oh, 
well, no, don't. Come on. Um, thank you all to those who have subscribed to Patreon off the back of last week's show. It honestly is so lovely to see how much you lot cherish this place. And we know it offers a lot of people connection because let's be honest, most of us over here, we're, well, we're loners. We're weirdos. We're outsiders. We're freaks. We're mental. We're tired. And sometimes we're all of the above. So people look to this place to offer like a little bit of care, a little bit of love, and hopefully a few laughs along the way. So if that's something that you're willing to support, then throw us a few quid. Patreon.com forward slash after the tone. There's a heap loads of exclusive content over there and we always have a good giggle. Uh, this week on Patreon, I'm talking to an FTC who's irritated by their family referring to their new girlfriend as their friend, even though they've been dating for quite a while. And anyway, this FTC wants to know if that has happened to any of you lot. So come on, jump in, give them some advice. And um, We've been churning out some lovely clips of the show and a few extras on the socials recently. So why not give us a follow at After the Tone P.O.D be lovely to see you over there and remember the phone lines are always open so don't wait for an excuse to call leave a message because the worst that can happen is that we don't use it and no one dies okay so just open up the whatsapp and send me a little voice note to this number zero seven double eight two hundred three four two zero Come on, we'd really love your juiciest calls. And we also need some calls for the live show that's happening in a few weeks. So go on, do us a favour, pick up the blower. We'd love to hear from you. All right, let's get back to it. Hola, this was the Dono. Hi, Scotty, Tim, Maya, Deb. How is everyone? It's Tito here. I want to contribute to the Risky Biscuits conversation from the last episode. Now, my contribution is controversial because it's technically not considered a biscuit so i'm a tea drinker i do like a coffee sometimes i have to be in the mood for it but it has to be good coffee and i don't care how bougie that sounds i said what i said nevertheless normally when it comes to biscuits i like something that has more structural integrity like a jammy dodger don't like digestives or a chocolate hobnob having said that though i love to dunk Jaffa Cakes in my tea. Jaffa Cakes, not a biscuit, even though they're sold as a biscuit snack. I know, controversial, right? But uh, they are are my favourite snack. I don't buy them myself because I can't control myself. The contents of the box don't last. And they're usually a treat that other people buy for me every so often, particularly at Christmas time. Um, I get the meter-long box of Jaffa cakes and they're practically gone before the end of the holidays. (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. I just revealed myself as a Jaffa cake glutton. Hope you're all okay. (laughs) Bye. Hola, teacher. <laughs> lovely to have you back. Honestly, it always is because you've got just such a lovely way about you, but you've got fucking awful taste in confectionery. Do you know, I can't stand a fucking Jaffa cake. I think they're the most hideous. I'm not doing this just for editorial balance. I'm going to fucking go in for them. They are disgusting. It is like you are noshing off. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Uh, it is like you are noshing off like those things that nannies used to keep in their knicker drawer to keep them like fresh you know like lavender but oh it's hideous i think a jaffa cake and poor kids will absolutely understand what i'm about to say 
Jaffa cakes remind me of those biscuits that you always had in the biscuit tin, that the biscuit tin had been opened far too much, that some of the biscuits had gone less biscuity and more soft and a bit stale. Because when a biscuit goes stale, it goes... Terrible texture. Jaffa cake feels like it's permanently in that state of mind. I think it's hideous. I think it's disgusting. You can have as many meters as you fucking like at the teacher. (laughs) Also, when you said I'm I'm a glutton and, you know, they barely last until the end of... And I thought, what, Christmas Day? And you said the end of the holidays. And I thought, well, I mean, we've done worse, haven't we? (laughs) I don't think a Jaffa cake has got any structural integrity, actually. I don't think it's got any integrity at all. I would want to dunk that in a brew. Oh, my God, I can't think of anything more hideous. I know I started this by saying it's lovely to hear from your teacher, but the more I go along, the more I think it's disgusting. Now, if you're listening to this thinking, what is this debate? Particularly because there are people from overseas listening to this. Now, the Jaffa cake is... There's this great debate in the UK that people love to have. Basically, they love to have this conversation with each other when they've got nothing fucking better to say, which is a lot of the time, which is whether or not a Jaffa cake is a cake or a biscuit, because it looks like a biscuit, but it is soft and spongy. Now, apparently, the technical reason of how you know the difference between a biscuit and a cake is when a biscuit goes stale, it goes soft, and when a cake goes stale, it goes hard. And that's apparently how you know if it's a biscuit or a cake. Now, I think Jaffa cakes are the cockroaches of the biscuit world. I think they will just be here for years. Absolutely nothing will happen to them. That doesn't mean I think they've got structural integrity. It just means I think they're horrible. (laughs) So those are my thoughts. I don't want those to affect yours. (laughs) If you've got quite heavy-handed thoughts like that, why not phone up? Because, you know, (laughs) it's not a dictatorship. Honest. Hi, Scotty. So I'll just start listening to your podcast because my friend, who's anonymous right now, <laughs> told me about your podcast. On the run. Yeah, over the last few weeks, and we've been travelling around India, so we've been listening to your podcast on every long-ass journey that we've been on. We're currently on an eight-hour sleeper train from, where was it, Bikinar in Rajasthan, going to New Delhi, so fun fact. But anyway, basically, so when I was with my ex... We went to this Greek restaurant near me and like had a great meal and like and yeah and afterwards like was hanging out for a bit, I had a cigarette and then I was like, oh I kinda need the toilet and like my ex at the time was like, oh just like go to the toilet in the restaurant and we was literally right outside but like I don't know if we have any like ADHD babes in the house but like you know you just don't really know where to put yourself sometimes. Just like no no no, like I'm not gonna do that because I need to like do this right now. So then I was like, okay, like let's just walk home. Then he lived the, kind of the other way towards me, so he walked his way and I, I walked alone on the way home. And all of a sudden I just saw this runner like come out, out of nowhere, round the corner, just really fucking fast. And then, I don't know, it didn't even scare me, but it just, just like gave me this weird sensation. And then all of a sudden like I just had this massive shit feeling like shoot down my stomach. And then this just massive shit came out. But I was wearing this really tight ass jeans. <laughs> That you ask anyone that used to know me like I fucking rinsed these jeans and they were just like really tight and I used to think they made my bum look great but anyway I just did this like, massive turd in these jeans and then I just like walked home with this massive shit in my jeans and like this was also a time when I was like living in my family house so got in obviously stunk of shit because there's massive shit attached to me like I got in the house and then I just saw my mom just like hey blah, 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 you know asking me bare questions and I'm like yeah and then I just like run upstairs like go to the toilet slam the door then I like had to like basically 
poop the rest out or just like put it in the toilet with my bum and then just use my jeans to like scoop the rest of the poo like into the toilet <laughs> you know dumping the shit in i don't know what to say now i've laid it all down but love your podcast man i hope you love my story bye Oh, sorry. You're getting a round of applause. <laughs> oh, hello, babe. How are you? First time caller badge winging its way to you somewhere in India. I hope you're having a lovely time. I love a fucking sleeper train. I absolutely love them. Sometimes I like to listen back to things that I say and I'm like, what do you mean I'm autistic? <laughs> fucking love a train long-term obsession with trains how did i not know because uh, that's the only way you do know is through trains <laughs> i just loved everything about this story shout out to the adhds well done i love that i love that this is like a very specific adhd shit story do you know what this is what i love about this is that we can like laugh and revel in the fact that sometimes our crazies and sometimes our bodies respond in ways that are supposed to feel like we're humiliated by them but here we could just laugh about them as experiences that like formed us or that will give other people a bit of a laugh and be like I'm fucking hell because I think we all think <laughs> this extraordinary thing happened to me and I'm so embarrassed by it you know in that moment and then I think with retrospect comes this beautiful sense of humour well we hope so anyway so thank you very much 10 points to you and your friend uh, 10 points to your friend for advising yeah I love that do you know what I really love about this podcast because of course you know lots of other podcasts are like right we've got someone from love island on and then they're gonna get us forty thousand listens we're actually this is about friends being like i think you need to listen to this <laughs> you know it's like this like little secret society which i really fucking enjoy and i love thank you so much for giving me such a big giggle i really needed that come back again and let us know how your trip is going etc god it'd be glorious to hear from you both have a good one I've got a story for you guys from Christmas. And my Christmas story is that I accidentally shat in a salad bowl. My little one, who is one year old, brought home norovirus for Christmas. So that was nice. We got a call from nursery the day before Christmas Eve. I was out in Brighton having some drinks with my mates, having a lovely time. Got the call saying, baby's throwing up. You've got to come and pick him up. So I got on the train home. I only had a sling to pick him up in. I didn't have the buggy, didn't have the car with the car seat. I just had to pop him in the sling and carry him up the hill. By the time I got to the bus stop from nursery, I was already thinking, well, I'm actually feeling quite queasy myself as well. So I jumped on a bus, got up most of the hill, and then had to walk up a... It's actually kind of quite a dodgy dirt track. By the time I was within the dark, dodgy dirt track, I was already thinking... I'm either going to shit myself or throw up on the baby before I get home. Managed to make it to the front door and uh, had the mad scrabble for keys when you think, am I going to make it in or not? I did make it in. By the time we got inside, baby was crying. I was nearly crying. Managed to get up to the bathroom and I literally just had to chuck the baby in the empty bathtub to keep him corralled while I threw my guts up. He was screaming. I was vomiting. It was horrendous. I messaged my husband saying, you've got to come home. Luckily, he managed to be home within about half an hour, but it was fucking awful. So Christmas Eve rolls around and I wrenched from my bed by the horrendous urge to throw up. I 
ran towards the loo holding the salad bowl, which had become the vomiting bowl over the last week while the little one had been being sick. As I got to the loo, I was throwing up into the loo and realised, oh no, it's coming out the other end. So I, quick thinking, shoved the salad bowl under my bum. So threw up into the bowl so violently that I shat massively into the bowl at the same time. I was also on my period, so uh, most of it was caught by my sanitary towel, but a significant amount did make it into the salad bowl. Anyway, there you go. That's the story. Happy Christmas to me. My husband now won't let me eat salad. Bye. <laughs> Shitting in a salad bowl. God, it's very Brighton, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I loved it so much. Now, questions. Is it still a salad bowl? Because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I could detach the visual. You know, I know we're all about reuse and reclaim and all of that, but I'd, even with the amount of bleach and putting it through the dishwasher 25 times, I think the mental association of that will, oh, it will just stick with me. I don't know if I'd be able to ever be able to eat from it. Who knows? She might be a different household to me, but no, I don't know if I could ever do this. It sort of reminds me of my times at festivals, and it's one of the reasons why I can't do music festivals anymore, because you do really have to have quite an intimate relationship with your own feces and other people's when you're at a festival. The amount of times I have had to have a poo in a port while someone's had a shit in the sink next year, and you're just like, well, I've just got to go, and there are no other options. Or hovering over a <laughs> I think, do you know what, though? This was such mum behaviour, and I do want to give you 10 points for that, just to the ingenuity of just being like, well, we're here now, and I need something. You know, I think parents are really good at that, being able to be quite resourceful in a very immediate sense. So, you know, it could have been worse. You could have having to be wiping up your own <laughs> shit from the floor. So 10 points well done. When I was a kid, there was always this bowl that was kept underneath the sink, which was a red bowl, and it sort of had bleach marks on it. And it was for any time, you know, like you got sick as a kid, my mum would run to the kitchen and like shove that under under us, you know, so that we would be able to like vomit in bed just in case we weren't able to get to the toilet in time. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I hope the wee one is okay. Sounds like you had a shit Christmas in more ways than one. <laughs> Oh, I really enjoyed this week. And I'll tell you what, guys, that is it. That is all. That's your lot for this season, season nine. We've heard from hundreds of you this season. We've spoken to people from as far as Montreal, Melbourne and Milton Keynes. <laughs> We've talked queerness, relationships, family dynamics, poo, quite a lot of poo, being a nut job. And of course, a lot of chat about birds. Uh, that number to voice note is in the description box. Come on, join in. You won't regret it. Honestly, you won't. And ask anybody who's called in. It's a bit of a giggle. It's a bit of a laugh. We're back in a couple of weeks anyway with the live show. So, you know, do pick up that phone. Give us some juicy confessions, more of what you've heard, anything that you've heard this week that you want to respond to. We would love you to join in the chat. As ever, my love and adoration to Tim, Maya and Deb for keeping this show on the road and making sure that there's actually something quite cohesive and interesting to listen to each week. Because if it was left to me, I'll tell you what, none of you would be here. Um, I'm going to leave you this season with one of my favourite moments, which was the sound of the bells in Venice on a Sunday morning.
baths with a bird that looks a bit worse for wear. Don't call me. Call a fucking vet, you weirdo. After the tone, after the tone, leave your message after the tone. After the Tone is produced by Debbie Kilbride, Vice Producer Tim Bano, Assistant Producer Maya Miller-Lewis. ATT is a Debbie production. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.